They might be doing more harm than good by prying into their private lives. An honest man has nothing to fear from the truth. Jeffrey Rush is one of Australia's most famous actors. He's made dozens of movies, won an Oscar, and he's been Australian of the Year. Today, however, he is a diminished, and according to those who know him, shattered man. Today I have filed defamation proceedings against the Daily Telegraph in the Federal Court of Australia. It is an action I am taking in order to redress the slurs, innuendo and hyperbole that they have created around my standing in the entertainment industry and in the greater community. My name is Peter Frey and I'm managing editor of Private Media, the home of Inc., the inquiry journalism arm of Crikey, Australia's oldest independent digital news website. I've been a journalist for most of my life, as a reporter, a foreign correspondent, and an editor of big newspapers. In that time, I've seen plenty of beat-ups, as we call them in the trade, may have even done a few of them myself, but nothing to match what a judge later called the reckless and irresponsible treatment of Rush by Sydney's Daily Telegraph. And it must be acknowledged to the careless and disrespectful way the newspaper treated the woman who was his accuser. The Telly is a brash, tabloid newspaper that's often had a loose relationship with the truth and a close relationship with sensational journalism. It walks a fine line, sometimes getting it right, often not so. Its treatment of Rush in 2018 Two consecutive front-page stories accusing him of gross sexual misbehavior in his work as an actor based on no sources, no named victim, and no witnesses was a spectacular example of what happens when editors and reporters get swept up in the frenzy of an issue without thinking about the facts or the collateral human damage their irresponsible journalism can inflict on real people, accusers and accused alike. That's not to say it's illegitimate to investigate claims of sexual harassment and assault against anyone. Rather, there are times when caution and facts come in second place to the need to feed the news beast. With me is Amber Schultz, one of the Inc. reporters who worked on the story alongside her colleague Georgia Wilkins. And this is a production of Crikey's Investive Unit, Inc. and 2SER's Fourth Estate where you can listen to all the episodes in this podcast series on Fourth Estate, or you can get them on crikey.com.au. Welcome, Amber, to Jeffrey Rush, Trial by Media. Amber, can you tell us the backstory to how The Telegraph put Jeffrey Rush and his accuser on trial and in turn ended up putting journalism in the dock? Well, Peter, it actually started with two men, Harvey Weinstein and Jonathan Moran. Weinstein, as everybody knows, is the sleaziest of Hollywood movie producers, and he was found guilty of one count of rape and one count of sexual assault in a New York courtroom. He's been sentenced to 23 years in prison. Weinstein's convictions are one of the greatest victories to date of the Me Too movement, which has brought forth hundreds of allegations of sexual harassment, assault and rape against prominent men over recent years. Allegations against Weinstein by the New York Times created a media frenzy in 2018 around the world. Mogul Harvey Weinstein is in court. He is facing a federal judge for the first time. This is after he was arrested and charged with rape and other sex crimes. Let's go straight to our Bryn Gingras, who has all the details and is outside of the court. What can you tell us? Okay, so we've all heard about Weinstein and his behavior, but tell us about Jonathan Moran. 
Moran is quite a phenomenon in Sydney journalism. As a gossip columnist, he's pretty out there and in the thick of it. He's the Daily Telegraph's showbiz reporter. Basically, he's an entertainment columnist known around town by his nickname JMO, with a high social media profile and a hunger for scoops. And he does have another motive. He is himself a survivor of sexual abuse, a fact he's mentioned in interviews with other survivors. But first and foremost, he's a scoop getter. And that's exactly what he was looking for in late 2018. In the wake of the New York Times expose of Weinstein, like reporters around the world, JMO was on the hunt for his own Me Too stories in Australia. So why did he set his sights on Jeffrey Rush? Well, Rush's name had been one of many swirling around Australian media circles in the aftermath of Me Too. There were lots of rumours and lots of reporters sniffing around lots of names. Then a senior writer at The Australian, Rosemary Neal, started asking questions about Rush to the Sydney Theatre Company, where Rush had recently played King Lear to great acclaim. She'd heard from sources that the STC had received a complaint about Rush's behaviour. They told her that they had, without naming an accuser or explaining details of the complaint. When Geoffrey Rush heard about these inquiries, he responded via his agent, in no uncertain terms. I have been informed that a statement was made against me to a company manager about a play I was performing in regarding alleged behaviour towards a fellow employee. The revelation has astonished me. For my part, there were never any conceivable grounds for this perplexing statement. So, uh, there was a sniff of a story. But what were Jonathan Moran and The Telegraph doing at this point? That's right. They had the smell of a Me Too scoop of global proportions in their nostrils. But did they actually have any facts? I mean, or was it just all innuendo? Well, they had rumours and they had a statement from the theatre confirming a complaint had been made against Rush, alleging he had engaged in inappropriate behaviour. But they advised the Telegraph that, quote, the complainant has requested that their identity would be withheld STC respects that request and for privacy reasons will not be making any further comment. Right, right. But that didn't stop The Telegraph from pressing ahead with their story, right? Mm, Not at all. Moran and his editors believed that they had enough material to publish a damning story against Geoffrey Rush. Right, okay. So, but what facts did they actually have? Not many. The Sydney Theatre Company's executive director, Patrick McIntyre, told Moran in an off-the-record, not-for-attribution conversation that the theatre had resolved, quote, never to work with Mr Rush again. Okay, so, but do they have anything else? One other apparent fact. Moran had been led to believe that the complaint about Rush's alleged inappropriate behaviour was from Erin Jean Norville, the actress who played King Lear's daughter Cordelia and who Rush had to carry off the stage in the final scene. Okay, all right. So what did the telly do with this pretty thin veneer of information? Once his editors made the decision to publish late in the afternoon, Moran set about getting a response from Geoffrey Rush via his publicist, Anne Churchill-Brown. Hi, Anne. I'm running this email with an urgent inquiry regarding a story running in tomorrow's Daily Telegraph. I've been investigating an alleged incident of abuse by your client, Geoffrey Rush, during this time working on the STC production of King Lear. The following statement from the STC was provided yesterday confirming an incident of inappropriate behaviour took place. It is our understanding colleague Erin Jean Norville claims Mr Rush touched her inappropriately on a number of occasions. We are not naming the complainant. This is part of a broader investigation into a number of high-profile people in the entertainment industry in the wake of the Don Burke scandal and previously the Harvey Weinstein allegations. 
Can you please provide an official response on behalf of Mr Rush as soon as possible regarding the incident and subsequent investigation by the STC? Okay, what happened next? Well, at 6.33pm on the dot, an email came back from the STC's media relations officer, Catherine Stevenson, saying that Norville did not want to be a part of the story in any way. Stevenson told the reporter... The claimant is extremely fragile and highly distressed by the situation and the subsequent media attention. It is her story to tell, and she should have the right to tell it at a time of her choosing and on her own terms. Then what? At 8.03pm, less than two hours before the newspaper's deadline, Morin received a response from Nicholas Pullen. He's a seasoned defamation lawyer who has represented the major TV networks, as well as former Senator and Melbourne radio host Darren Hinch, in court. Nick Pullen, you're Geoffrey Rush's lawyer. What message did you send to the Telegraph the night before they published their sensational story? I sent them an email which said, in part, any report by you or the Daily Telegraph and the terms indicated will be grossly defamatory of our client. Your understanding of what has occurred is, with the greatest respect, simply fishing and unfounded. Mr Rush has never been involved in any inappropriate behaviour. His regard, actions and treatment of all people he has worked with has been impeccable and beyond reproach. Well, we know what happened. The story, a beat-up, was published. But that's just the beginning. Join me, Peter Frey, in the next episode of Geoffrey Rush, Trial by Media. And if you can't wait for that, you can read the whole story at your leisure right now at www.crikey.com.au. Thanks for listening.